Interesting. Yep, 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 yep. All right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. let's dig deep into this, man. Let's get this done. Politics 101. <laughs> Sometimes I know exactly what you're going to say. Every single month, your bank account is overdrawn. The world is a business. A husband is what's left of a sweetheart after a nerve has been killed. Walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. Obey you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. You mean like Democrats? Well, we both agree that must be the reason. Why not let the folks themselves ask for something that they like to hear? We are knee-deep in a pool of stagnation. Oh, no, no, wait a minute, friends. You don't want to hear that, do you? Yeah. yeah! Hey, guys, welcome to Objectively Incorrect. I'm your boy, Stephen Smith. Today, I'm joined in studio by Desil Nikayan Hamilton. I call him the entire government name. Desil... <laughs> Comment name. All right, and he's a social media influencer, plus, he's a hospitality major. Um, I don't know if I could say you want to travel the entire world um, and influence as no, much people as possible. Okay, not yet. Okay, so not yet. Okay, so we, we didn't say that he wants to travel the world um, and see all different places. So, that's it. Welcome to the show. Um, today, we're going to be talking about, you know, talk some political culture. Um, oh, boy. Touchy topic. Touchy topic. No matter what we say, I guarantee you that some of you will disagree with what we have to say. Guarantee 100%. But we try to keep it fair and, and, and balanced. Um, this is, we, we try to keep it fair and balanced, right? That's what we're going Yes, we're yeah. trying to okay. keep it fair and balanced. Trying to keep it fair and balanced. All right. So before we even jump into that, um, this is, we have a little uh, fact or fiction section that we usually do at the top of the, the episode. So um, this one is going to be on elections. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you five statements and you're going to tell me if you think they're true or if you think they're false. All right. You ready? Got it. Ready. Let's do it. Number one, in Canada, there is no deadline to register to vote. Voters are allowed to register when they arrive at the polls on election day. In Canada, there is no deadline to register to vote. Voters are allowed to register when they arrive at the polls on election day. True or false? True. I'll say that's a fact. It's a truth. Yes, it's true. 100%. Yeah, Canada is a very, you know, like... A liberal, man. They're, just... they're like a 2030 kind of place. They're 10 years ahead of everybody else in the world. Just, I'm sorry. They got it going on. Not just sound that... And my girlfriend got like a huge crush on, on, the, on the, the Prime Minister. Like, Trudeau? Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah, likes Trudeau. Everybody loves everybody love this guy. But anyway, number two. So number two. Swaziland is the only country with none of the above on their election ballot. Swaziland is the only country with none of the above on their election ballot. True or false? Wait, what was the above? Um, none of the above. Like they have, they have um, said you're voting for Oh, King. they have the option of none of the yeah, above. Yeah, they have the option okay, okay. of none of the above. Swaziland is the only country with, quote, in, in quotation marks, none of the above on their election ballot. True or false? Um, false. I'm going to go with false. It's false because Swaziland has a king. All uh, right. They nice. don't have an election. But some countries like India, Greece, Ukraine, and Colombia have a none of the above option on the election ballots. Greece, really? Ukraine, and Colombia. And India. It's interesting. All right. Number three. You're batting a hundred so far, by the way. Um, number three. <laughs> The 1927 general election in Liberia is the most corrupt election in history. The 1927 general election in Liberia is the most corrupt election in history. True or false? Uh, 
False. It is true. <laughs> Ooh. And check this out. Check out why it's true. This is so ridiculous. People ridiculous. Charles D.B. King, who was seeking a third term as president of Liberia, won around 234,000 votes to his opponent's 9,000. However, there are only 15,000 eligible voters in the country at the time. What? <laughs> let, me, let me break it down. This guy wanted, his name is Charles D.B. King. He wanted a third term as president, right? And he won the elections with 234,000 votes to his opponent's 9,000 votes. However, there are only 15,000 eligible voters in the country at the time. Oh, wow. That is obscene corruption. That's like somebody just taking a ballot, a stick a ballot and just, just putting in name, name, just ticking off, just going and not counting, just like, let's just do it until we show he wins. That was highway robbery. It is, that was awful. And by the numbers, if the opponent had 9,000 and there were only 15,000 votes, which means he only amassed 6,000 votes. Yeah, he lost. He lost. Wow badly that's that's 30 that's a 33 percent difference but anyway yeah that was one of, that was the most corrupt election in history all right number four in 1964 haitian dictator papa duck asked to be elected as president for life and won 99 percent of the vote in 1964 haitian dictator papa duck asked to be elected as president for life and won 99% of the vote. True or false? I'm going to go with true. It's true. And guess what? All the ballots were pre-marked yes. Wow. <laughs> for power. This is just sick. Like, this is like... But the men don't, they don't even have like a little throttle. You know, like if you're going to cheat... You don't like copy. You don't copy everything. Make it you can't. You don't make it obvious. Like if you're gonna like write word for word and submit the same essay, like you're gonna get caught. Like that's dumb. You gotta change up like a few sentences. It's not dumb. It's absolute power. It corrupts absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't even think that would ever catch you. That was ridiculous. And number five and final. Before 1948, university graduates and business owners in the UK were allowed to cast more than one ballot. Before 1948, university graduates and business owners in the UK were allowed to cast more than one ballot. True or false? Uh, false. It's true. What? <laughs> university graduates had so much power? Wow. Yes, before 1948. It was wow. That, this is like crazy time. Like this is like like what? what? That's a way to keep, to keep the, the 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 um the lower class out of the that decision making. That's exactly the, that's exactly what that's exactly what it was. It was it was to give them give certain social groups an electoral advantage. Why do you think our our politics? is the way that that it is. And do, 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 let me give some context to where I'm asking you this. I'm not so sure if you are familiar, and I hope that you are familiar about, um, there's a video that was, a couple of videos well that were circulating on social media um, last night. Um, I think they came from Sempals. Um, yeah. 
Um, and they, they were like fighting and uh, gathering and no social distancing, all of that stuff. Um, like, why do you think it, it has to escalate? Uh, it escalated to the point of like hostility. Like, why do you think, why, why, why do you think the reaction was like that? Okay, well, um, straight off the bat... And this is deep, bat, dive. It's very deep, very straight. Yeah. <laughs> straight off the bat, it's the brand of politics that the people are accustomed to. It, that's, that's, that's the simplest response to it. It's tribal, it's emotional, it's warfaring. And we have to understand that a lot of these voters, we were like 30, is it 30 years or 35 years into our independence, 1983? I could, I, I could be wrong. Yeah, but we are some... We are, we are, yeah, we are... Yeah, we're into our independence just about 30 years. And a lot of the voters, yeah, a lot of the voters that are here now are some of the persons who'd have been there for Robert Bratcher, who'd have been there, um, you know, for um, the Labour Party in its inception and Dougie and all those kind of... <laughs> I hope it's okay to call him Dougie. <laughs> the Prime Minister Denzel Llewellyn Douglas. Well, the, the ex-Prime Minister, I don't know, the Honourable. Yes, the Honorable Dr. Denzel Douglas. I, mm -hmm. I think local and it's, it's, it's more, it's more, um, uh, I, I like to be able to call him Dougie, but I'm, I'm straight. Um, you, you could say you Dougie. Know. I think, I think in context, like, most people who will be listening to this, they know who we are. Just to say, when we said, if we said Dougie at any point, we're not trained to be disrespectful. It's, I think exactly. it, it could be, you could see it in two ways. You could see it as being, um, like, how could put it by? <laughs> You could see it as being aggressively disrespectful, <laughs> depending on how you use the, the term, or yeah. you could see it as endearing. Because some people yeah, say... Yeah, it's endearing, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's mm. endearing. And I, I, and I think I like that we can nickname our prime ministers. I honestly like it. I think it makes them more personable. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't have contact with them, you feel like they're your friend or, you know, because that's how they're supposed to be. Your leaders are supposed to be able to be down to earth with you. So that is why I really don't see um, the little nicknames as offensively. No, I don't see them either. But mm -hmm. yeah, going, going, to, going back to the point, um, those people and those voters had to fight. Mm -hmm. You understand back in those days, you know, it was us versus... Um, Britain and, you know, we were trying to get our independence and everybody was getting wild up and there was a lot of oppression and, you know, everybody was poor, so everybody was being taken advantage of. You know, those are the things that, you know, that yeah, they it was, started it was class. out with. Yeah, it was yeah. class was because even, 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 as you, just to remark on what you're saying, like, um, when we first gathered independence, uh, it wasn't necessarily that, you know, one party was, well, two parties were for the people per se. At least it wasn't perceived that way. Like there was a party, I think it was the Labour Party, that most represented the 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 lower class. And yeah, I don't mean class. lower no, class. I don't want to say lower class. I don't want to say lower class. I want to say working. Yes, it's grassroots. It, it represented yeah. the 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 working class, um, populace, mm -hmm. which made up the grand majority of of the island. Like the grand majority of the island were working class people. Yeah, well, yeah people so from the sugar plantation, you know, people that were working on the trains and exactly. all of those kind of things. Exactly. And no insult, no insult to those people. Those people are ne are necessary. Everybody doesn't strive to be the prime minister or a great doctor or whatever. And your opportunities and your 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 um situations could put you in many different places in life. Yeah, and, and they were you know, integral. But, they were integral. 
still yeah, integral. That, that's what they know. That's yeah. that's what they know, and that's the kind of politics that they're accustomed to. A lot of the children would have been taught, you know, the same kind of brand of politics, and the, the past that on to their children too. If you haven't ele- been elevated to a level where you understand that um, the politics isn't just about this warlike tribal atmosphere, it's just about um, discussions and progress and how you want to move your country forward and it's okay for somebody to disagree with you and it's okay for somebody to pass through your territory you know <laughs> if they knew and they understood that then you know we wouldn't result in the civil unrest that we had but you know it's simple people you know doing simple things so on my part i i wasn't surprised wasn't i was surprised. honestly not surprised of what happened because of the the, the, the nature of the people and that's the thing. I, like, I was, a, I was, I was just to comment. Like, it's funny you say you weren't surprised. The thing is, I think when it comes to like humanity, like I'm, a, I love humanity, and when I say humanity, especially the positive part, um, and I always feel like, like we're capable of so much, so much more than sometimes what you end up seeing people choose to do. Um, so yesterday mm-hmm. when I saw those videos, especially there was one, especially where two young ladies were fighting. Well, two women, because I don't know how they were, but two women were fighting <laughs> in the video. And coming to the end of it, you see a lady in like a PLP shirt, which is the People's Labour Party, the orange, mm-hmm. um, hugging a lady in a bright red, which is Labour shirt. So a PLP mm-hmm. lady, she's standing up right next to the, the car and she's hugging like affectionately this, 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 this lady in a, in, in a different, you know, in a different color. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's funny that like the video, even within like s- the context of so much chaos, right, and so much hostility, there's still fragments of like humanity that remain. Like it, again, that wasn't the focal point. Of the video is really like coming to the end of it. But I really was happy to see like yeah, everybody don't feel like they have to beat up the, the next person because at the end of the day, one thing I don't think that we ever like consider. Is that politics is a very small part. Like, when I say politics, politics is a large part of our society. But the campaigning process for yeah. democracy is a very small part. Like, it takes up, in terms of time frame, especially this time around, it takes up an incredibly small part in terms of time. So, like, if you're going to create a war now, you know what I mean, and disrespect each mm-hmm. other now, in the next week and a half, we're going to have to face each other when it's not a time to vote. You understand what I'm saying? Somebody yeah, will be yeah, chosen definitely. next week, Saturday. There will be either the incumbent or there will be a new, a new government next week, Saturday. Like, yeah. with that being in mind, why are, we, why are we fighting? But anyway, please carry on. Carry on. Sorry for the introduction. <laughs> but just... No, no, no. But, but you're, you're absolutely right because in a month from now, a lot of those people who were, you know... Um, well, maybe not the two persons who are in the fist-to-fist altercation. They might be forgiven <laughs> in a month. Mm-hmm. But the majority of people, they're going to go back to their daily lives. They're going to back, go back to their nine-to-five. They're going to back to, hey, Sally, what's going on? You know, exactly. uh, you know they're going to go back to that. If a band starts to play in St. Paul's, unity people them coming out come walk up the plv people coming out come walk up the labor people them coming out come walk up you know it's going to be a celebration again because we don't have that but with i don't know i don't distancing. know if people yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> walk up with social distancing that won't be a, 
Interesting man. You stay, stay 15 feet away from me and I'm going to walk up through the ear. <laughs> With your mask. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, but I'm saying like people, like I don't know if they, they just like um, put aside a time in their mind, okay, this time come and I got to get ready. I got to fight for, uh, you know, fight for McDougie. Mm-hmm. Dougie is the leader, blah, blah, blah. I fight for, for PLP. PLP been doing a good job. I was being, you know, victimized while labor was in or whatever the case may and be. You know, everybody, everybody has their reasons. And the thing about it, with politics, as much as so much people try to say that I don't want to be in politics or I don't want to be involved in politics or this is not a political post, it oh, actually is. Yeah. And that's because politics is basically life no matter how you look at it there are laws once laws are created by um politicians mm-hmm. um you know policies created by politicians that affect education that affect health that affect um minimum wage that affect housing that affect electricity that affect water so in essence these things um and these people that we're putting to represent us are actually controlling the way we live in a society so let's say that, you know, you, were, you felt like you were being taken advantage of under the Labour administration. So now the Unity administration, in, you feel a little better, maybe you get a little extra tap tap on the side because you were an outlawed, you know, supporter and, and those kind of things. Mm. So now it's back to election time again. You feel like you have the right to go in a certain place, even though you know you're probably not welcome. Mm. You know, and if St. Paul's is a big labor state, I mean, obviously they could have they could have left and let the unity people pass through. But they were already out that day celebrating and being big, big, you know, bold labor, blah, 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 blah. So now they see the, this little, you know, contingency coming through. They're like, hey, I ain't coming through here. I am off. I'm here. And even if they didn't necessarily mean to cause harm, mm-hmm. at some point they did cause harm because as far as, they're seeing that you're coming here to threaten my way of life. Mm. And I need to protect my way of life. And because as far as I know and the way that I've grown up and the things that I've known, the only way to protect my way of life is to be hostile, mm. is to be tribal, is to abuse you, is to cuss you. You know, that is the way I communicate. And it's unfortunate. And that is how we got to the position that we were. And for me... Mm-hmm. Um, my problem with the whole thing isn't the, isn't so much the people in certain situations because you give somebody the reins of your life when you elect a, a, a representative, right? And if that person knows better, but they still encourage you to do the same old, same old, then I'm sorry that 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 disheartens me so much because it, it, it for me it goes back to the field slave, um, house slave kind of thing. Mm. You know, you were picked out of the, the lot of us. You know, we the few slaves, so guy was than you to go inside of the house. But you're just in there lauding yourself over us. You know, you 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 you're using what you can from us. You 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 you'll help us to to hype up for the riot, but at the same time you're still, you know, beating us down with the masses because you're yeah, not you're standing up with them. You know. Yeah, you're not bringing us to a house slave position. You're not bringing us indoors. You're still leaving us outdoors because you're still encouraging the behaviors that you now are cha- you now have changed. You're talking better. Mm-hmm. You're you know you're you're doing a better job than you know being out here in the hot sun and getting whipped all the time. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, instead you show me, hey, this is the way for me to get there or whatever. Instead you advance me 
you keep me there because you need my support. And, and that, that's, a major, that's a major problem that I have with politics and politicians. When I see politicians who I, you know, they campaign for better, they campaign for this, they campaign for that, and then they just go right back out and, you know, just sweep people under the, the, the rug with their tribalism and, and all of that kind of stuff just so that they can get their vote and go back in again. That annoys me to my core because I, I'm, a, I'm a guy of simple beginnings. Like I, I, I didn't, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. My parents worked simple, simple jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, they did their best with me, you know, and gave me whatever opportunities that they could have afforded. Thank God for free education and think it's an Thank God. (laughs) And I worked my way up. Like there, I I went to primary school, high school, um, CFBC. Right now I'm um, studying, I'm doing an online course, you know, trying to get a degree, but between the, the time of leaving me, mm-hmm. and now, you know, there were times where I had to get work, obviously, because I, wa- I wanted to be better. And each time I left the job, I made sure that it was a smaller, a smaller jump up, better, better wage, of better course. working condition, better something, because I knew that the position where I started, I didn't want to end up there. And I feel it's, it would be like so selfish of me if I get to a point where I feel, okay, I've made it per se. Mm-hmm. And I look around me, I see people in the same position that I was and I just leave them there. And maybe I, I, I run for public office because I speak well. <laughs> yeah, because you... And these people support me. And I just, you know, yeah, support me every time the five years come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember this, remember that, blah, 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 blah. You know, the performance art of politics. Mm-hmm. And then in the next five years, you know, it's nothing. Uh, maybe we're moving slowly. We could be faster, but no, we're going to move slowly so that we always have something to hold over you on the next election so that you come back and vote for me. Like, I, I despise it so much. Like, it, don't to me core. Like, it's, it's very one much, of the worst things. It's very much, it's very much, like you said something earlier, like you were talking about, like the traditional, the traditional politics. And yeah. The, the unfortunate thing is that the culture is like, it's really, 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 really hard to pierce it. And it's not necessarily hard to pierce it from the perspective of being on the ground level. And when I say being on the ground level, like if I'm talking to people my own age and younger, like mm-hmm. some of these concepts they could see and grasp and be like, yeah, this, yeah that's, that makes sense. You know, a debate between the leaders of the, 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 the two parties, that sounds great. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, like you mm-hmm. know, the, the campaign trail, like the campaign trail being a, a set of debates. That sounds awesome, but then when you reach to the top and you ask, "Would you do a debate?" It's all these these confounding, ridiculous excuses. Or they they, they ain't gonna want to do it. But do you want to do it? Do you want to push for it? Would you would you participate? Man, you know, if we got the time, you know, we got the campaign. It's all these dumb excuses. You said a few things, and I wanted to comment on them before we press forward because. It's a bunch of things that just I want to campaign to, to not campaign but to talk about, and one yeah. of them is respecting people's position. The other day I looked at a video and and somebody said like, "Oh, politics getting worse," and I'm like, "I don't know if politics is getting worse in terms of how the human condition plays into it. I don't know if it's getting worse or if we're just we're using our phones to videotape more and share, because a lot of things would have probably been happening in the past that we couldn't really see." We hear, we heard about them, but they don't have the same punch as if you see it on a screen being played out in front of you. It's, it's a different level of realism, right? 
But mm-hmm. I saw a video the other day, and <clears throat> basically these I don't know where it was, but they cordoned off a road. They used some blocks and and some other little like barrel or whatever to block the road off because there was a a, a a vehicle coming up with a loudspeaker campaigning, and I'm guessing that they, they were campaigning for um, a, a side that the community didn't want to to hear about, right? Like, yeah. say it was Pam people didn't want to hear about Labour or vice versa, right? And the vehicle didn't, in, instead of looking at that and saying, all oh, these people don't want us here, they endeavored to go around the blockade and come around to still, you know, politicize or to spread the, the, the message and the agenda or whatever. And eventually the vehicle had to come to a stop because, again, they reached the blockade and they kept just antagonizing the, the people who were there. And the thing that got me, like somebody said, oh, they shouldn't be blocking the road. Is, 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 it wasn't a main road. It was on a project. They shouldn't be blocking the road. They don't have the right to do that. And I'm saying like, listen, I think you have to be a little bit like, a little bit more level-headed about it. The mm-hmm. people don't want to hear your message. They're blocked off the road because they don't want to hear your me- whatever you are saying. I think the most respectful thing, especially seeing that you have a loudspeaker on, is to stop. Like, why, why create a conflict? Why create an unnecessary conflict? You, you, don't have to, you don't have to go into a neighborhood and make a load of noise. Like, that's not something that mm-hmm. you have to do. And if you realize the people are not welcoming of you being there, then I think the best thing for you to do is to leave. <laughs> like, we just, just respect the people's position. And this is where we, we come to the other side of the videos that we saw. Like, you know that, you know, people here in, in St. Paul's, that they were, cap- they were obviously excited and having a good time repping for their, their, um, their, their party, and specifically for their constituency person as well, their, their representative, who is still their representative. Like, I don't think that's the time for you to decide, like, hey, let's just go down there and start campaigning for the opposition in the midst of this thing. I'm not saying it, the, the wrong makes it right. It doesn't, there's no right here. But call a spade a spade. You went there to antagonize the people. Why? Like, that's an unnecessary thing. It's not like you're going to win any voters rolling through in, with, with a PLP, with PLP shirts. You, you that, that's the thing. <laughs> you, 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 you're, you, no, you're seriously, you're correct. You're 100% correct. Like, why? And again, it, is, it doesn't, it doesn't think. The reason why people in St. Paul's vote, the way they vote, has a lot to do with the history that they've had. The trauma that yes. they've experienced. Like, they, they, they think, it's not like out of a vacuum, like, they were just born red. You know what I mean? They were, they, there's reasons as to why they are like this. The, pre, the, the administrations came, neglected them, and it's just, it's outright, it's outright, it's known. That generation is still very much alive and very much providing for their family. So what do you think? How do you think, how do you think they're going to respond to uh, the opposition, they're not going to respond well, or they're not going to respond well to the incumbent if they're yellow or they're orange or whatever. They're not going to respond super duper well. And it's funny because th- there's one criticism I have, and I I, I want to know what your what your thoughts are. I what I criticize um, is this current administration's lack thereof 
of building a proper presence in that constituency. Like yes. dead every single term from and, and I haven't been alive that long. I'm 34 years old. <laughs> I'm gonna be 34 years old. I'm not that old. So somebody you correct me if I'm wrong. But almost every single time we get to election time, they announce some new candidate for that constituency. There's no building that yeah. happens. There's no like, oh, we're going to like introduce a candidate and have that candidate do some constituency work throughout the term, even if they're not in office. You understand what I'm saying? But their presence yeah. is seen and felt. And you're doing something for that constituency. You're doing things for the constituency and that person is the face of that. It's not like that at all. Like every single term, they bring up a new person. And then it's like, you're just doing this for the novelty of doing it. You don't really care about, you care, well, not, let me not say you don't really care. Let me say, it's evident from what you are doing that you don't really care about your presence in that constituency. You've written those people off. And I think that's unfair. That is unfair. Imagine if I was in St. Paul's and I didn't want to campaign or didn't want to vote for, you know, for Prime Minister, for the ex-Prime Minister Douglas or Honorable um, um, Prime Minister Douglas, right? Or whatever. Yeah. I didn't want to vote for Dougie. Who do I vote for, really? People would tell you if they didn't want to vote for Dougie, they just don't vote at all. Because it's not to say, like, they feel like their vote is going to go anywhere. And this is this happening. Yep. And I feel like that's where this administration... Bob, again, that's just from my perspective. I don't know. What do you think about that? What do you think about that situation there? I, I, agree. I, I agree with you. I agree with a lot of your points. Um, there was one thing that you mentioned that um, I think that uh, our, um, our, the parties no, nowadays have to, have to look at. Mm-hmm. It's the way we campaign. You said, you, you said that driving a, a, a truck through a community, a procession of unity supporters through a community, is not going to change anyone's mind. So if we know, if we can understand and accept that a motorcade and a procession is just is more of a celebration or, or, or just a show of, you know, who is our supporters, if we understand that, then why are we pushing that in a space where we know we don't have a lot of supporters? In a space, because we say we know better and we can do better, because that, that was one of the things that the Unity administration said, you know, we're going to bring a new brand of politics. Mm. Why are we going into a space that we know is very tribal, mm. that we know it, there's a possibility of it getting hostile? Why are we going through? That doesn't, it, going through is not going to change the, the supporters' minds. Mm. It's not going to make them any more, you know, loving or embracing of you so so why like they, 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 but the thing is we, we we we've come to to believe and accept that we have to do these things we must do motorcades we must put up boards in the constituencies we have to do all of these things otherwise we're not campaigning and i'm not saying that there's no value to them but we're in 2020 you you talked about um videos how the, the impact of videos now Back in 1960, 1970, 1980s, you couldn't see what was happening in St. Paul's if you lived town. No, you couldn't. <laughs> the most you could see about it, maybe if a campaign person had a camera, somebody might have snapped a picture. 
you know, and you might say make a newspaper. But um, I saw the video from Mali, and Mali was live and direct, so you could have gotten the feed. Like you saw everything that was happening as it was, as it was happening. happening. Mm-hmm. So if we have all these information, all this information as as people, then you know what is it really accomplishing do, doing those things? Because everybody knows election time. It's true. Everybody knows time to either go vote for Dougie or vote for Unity in that constituency. You have to call him You know, everybody know it's time. Are the boards going to change people's minds? No. People know what going. On. People know what's going on, and it's also interesting because I was doing a. a uh, a research. I was doing research on a on a computer course, and it listed Saint Kitts and Nevis as having one of the highest internet penetration rates in the world. Not even just in the Caribbean, in the world. Yeah, man, that makes um, sense. I think though. it was about at least eighty percent of the population has either a cell phone or some kind of internet connection. That makes sense. So it's hard to miss anyone. Like. Even listening on the radio, like radio has become like almost uh, antique. Yeah, people it's like a novelty. Yeah, it's a novelty. Like even though people do, it's yeah, not the do. main mode of communication. People jumping on Facebook, you, you, you got the radio stations putting their stuff on Facebook because, because that's understand the value of the social media. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. so like the social media is becoming more and more and more and more important when it comes to campaigning. It does. Mm-hmm. Look at look at campaign campaigning itself, going into villages. We don't need it. But I can guarantee you. You know what's funny? The, I, I agree uh, with you. I agree with you. I don't think it's absolutely necessary, but... But, but I'm speaking as if it is for me. I don't yeah. necessarily need any of any candidate to show up at my door. I, I don't even think I want that, right? Ever. <laughs> but I've heard, like, lately, I've just been hearing some people saying some very, like, interesting things. Like, in opposition to that, like, if they ain't come by me house, me ain't voting for them. Like, what? If they ain't come by your house... <laughs> If they ain't come by your house, so if they ain't coming for crumpets and cookies, like that's I mean, I, that's, I guess for people, it's 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 a way for them to, um, you know, be you know meet meet the person and maybe you know and be seen. Um, yeah, be seen, be heard. You know, you spoke to your representative. You get your needs out to them, and you know they they can con- You know they you know the contact is there. So, you know, you can empathize more with them. And there's value in that. But my point with the political meetings, though, Mm -hmm. I am sure there has never been a point in time, I can be wrong, that 1.4 thousand people have been to any political campaign at any point in time in the last 15 years in in a constituency. 1 to 4 thousand? No, no, one point four thousand. Let's say fourteen hundred people. When, mm. when, when they come, when you, I, I, I doubt it. But when you look at the online campaigns, yeah, you know, you see two point three thousand people tuned into this. Right. You have the local people. Two point three hundred. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's twenty three hundred. Twenty three hundred. Yeah, twenty three hundred people you know, tuning into this thing. It's crazy. Nine hundred people. I, I know for a fact that when the couple of times that I did visit. Um, political meetings here and there with parents and stuff like that. Maybe you get 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, maybe 100, 200, 300 people if you look around in the little area that, that I got them. Mm. But you don't get those kind of mass numbers. 
the don't only... have that kind of interaction. Not, not even close. You you're not. right. You're right. You, you're right. You do I, not. I don't know if I know. I know for sure. Um, in the the last, not this election, not this one coming, but the one where we had before, like. I remember some labor meetings were incredibly humongous. Like there were, and not, I'm not talking about like twenty six hundred, twenty six hundred people humongous. I don't think that is. I don't even know if that is possible. You check what I'm saying, but yeah, they were. They they got the closest by far. I remember there was one up Best Buy time. Just I just people from everywhere. But you're wow. right. In this, in this, in this. In this dispensation, in this generation that we're in, in, at this time, you could get 2,600 people viewing you live. And you don't even, you're not even leaving the comfort of your own home in some instances. You check what I mean? That is power. And that's not even counting, and that's not even counting, that's not even counting the people who are going to watch it after the fact. Because those exactly. are not part of the metrics necessarily. You don't, when you see 2,600 people, them 2,600 people are going to tell people about it. And because it's on yep. Facebook or on social media, you go back and you watch it. So you watch they, it over. Exactly. Watch it. So you might, you might be getting double that in return, in return viewers. So you're talking mm-hmm. five and mm-hmm. 6,000 people viewing your thing. Yep. It's crazy yep. numbers, yep. man. Crazy numbers. Yeah, and, and it's good numbers. And another thing that... that that has done it's empowered it's actually also empowered the common man mm. if you notice because at any point in time anyone who feels that they have a message for um their constituents or just you know their community in general based on their experience um underneath any government you only need to turn on your phone and you go on facebook live they need nobody true. permission True, 100%. You ain't need nothing. And your voice, your simple voice, the voice that you felt that, you know, was beaten down and trodden upon. All of a sudden. All of a sudden is a loudspeaker. Yeah, it's, and it's true. And you can affect thousands and thousands by it. It's true, it's true. So, so social media, social media is a thing. It's an and equalizer. And it's taking over. Yeah, it's, it's taking over. Why, why do you think people try to do so much damage control? Well, maybe we don't do that down here because these politicians are doing what they want and then just Why? explain it away. And people, uh, people are just like, hey. Yo. <laughs> like, damage. Shameless. Like, have to do damage control. <laughs> well, I think, okay, let me, not, let me not take it too far away from them. I think they, they, they do try to do some, some minute level of damage control. <laughs> I've heard like I've heard I've heard the Prime Minister himself like um mention certain things or like respond yeah. to certain things via his messages. Like, you know, he would go on and he would do his like, you know, his his, his address his he did, he don't do addresses, right? And when he addresses the public, sometimes there is some funnel of, you know, I'm responding to something somebody else said. And I'm like, yeah. wait, but I didn't even know somebody said anything. So no, you just you just piqued me interested. What are you talking about? Because I didn't even know that. But beyond that, yes, you're right. Not really. They don't overtly do a lot of damage control. It's just kind of like we're brazen down here, man. We got we don't care. <laughs> yeah, man, people ball, people ball, and in charge. People don't care. And not only just that. Not only just that. Like people would call names, bro. Like people. Don't hear like it, it's not even a case of like 
But I gotta make sure I don't call this person's name because I'm not sure this is fact. This could be defamation of character. No, they don't care. They just say the mm-hmm. names. And I'm like, you're calling this person's name outright? You're defaming this person's character? This is crazy. But yeah, with, with that, and but what you're saying is is both it's a two-edged sword. It it both cuts in the way that people want it to cut. And it also cuts in the opposite direction. Because once you say a message um, for the people and say, okay, like, like say, I'm going to use me as an example. Say I go on a live and I start defaming or start, you know, trashing either labor, unity or PLP or whatever, right? Forevermore, that testimony that I made is going to be lodged. That is part now of my career as a person. Yeah. So if it's I, part of history. It's part of history now. And it's also note that when you put something out, it doesn't mean that you, you don't have any more control of it. Because None. people record these things. They, they, people record these things personally. Mm-hmm. You check what I'm saying? So like when I come back two years down the line, a hundred years down the line, well I'm not gonna live I'm probably not gonna live in the law. But if I come back down the line, ten years down the line and I say I change my position, which happens because we're human beings, right? Like sometimes you're like mm-hmm. you make you, you say something, it's not necessarily you made a mistake, but you took a chance and you said, Hey look, I'm gonna stand on this this rock here. And then, you know, two years after you say, but I made really like this rock. I'm gonna stick on that. We we keep growing, right? Not flip flopping and just talking about growing, right? <laughs> when 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 you have to go when people go back and they see what you said first they hold on to that because it's like how could you take a 180 stance that you had literally three years ago so the first utterance is the last utterance is that what you're trying to tell me is that how you're supposed to live as, as people of course that's not. just how people perceive I, that's how they perceive, perceive it, it as. i don't wanna, okay. the thing okay. is okay. when it comes to this when, <laughs> what, what i'm saying is i don't agree with this at all yeah like i don't agree yeah. with this firm or he said this in 2010 so that means that's how he really no that's not how he really feels like that is not how people work that's not like if you compare people to plants like you can't expect like if a plant looks the same way that it looked (laughs) 10 years ago the same exact way then you you assume something is wrong with this plant something has to be wrong no growth (laughs) like if, if if you had a calf in 2015 and now it's 2020 and your calf is still a calf yeah, you know, something is wrong with that. that. That's not. That's not a cow. That's not. That's not growing. You, 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 you would. You would get rid of it. It's not the same working. But then, in human beings, now because we have social media this way, and because we have these records, people use it as their own personal weapons against people. Yes. So you change your position, I, and we attack you mm-hmm. for it. And I think that is because we keep focusing on the emotional aspect of mm-hmm. the things that people say and do. If I'm hurt now, I have to be hurt forever. Why? What, what, where's the value in forgiveness? And I, I think that's 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 a that's a big factor for that people people you know ignore the value of forgiveness and the value of change. Yeah, change. And it's weird that we we don't we don't appreciate that more with our society being you know so very um, religious and spiritual and Christian. Where God is saying you know to us that. Uh, um, you are forgiven of your sins. Go and sin no more. No matter what you do, you get a clean slate after that moment. So if we want that for ourselves, um, then why is it that we are not extending that to other people? It's true. 
where, where is that value? Where, where is that forgiveness? And I'm, I'm telling you, forgiveness is one of the things that has made my life so much more, you know, better, so much, so much easier. Because when, if, if, if I have an argument with someone or, 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 I, or I did some, someone did something to me and, you know, I'm there holding on to it and thinking about how to pay them back or how to get them back or how to curse them or, you know, whatever. And, and I'm mulling on that thing and I'm, I'm thinking about it day after day after day. My mood is going to be so dark and so dark. And if I don't go to that person per se and say, okay, you know what? I'm sorry for Doing what this. happened. And maybe we can move forward. Even if I, I don't have the, 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 the courage to do that. If I offer them the forgiveness within myself and say, you know, I'm releasing this thing. I'm releasing yeah, it's for you. Um, this happening and, and, and this, this motion that, that's causing these negative feelings and this negative vibes inside of me because I have to see this person tomorrow at work. Uh, I have to see this person tomorrow in my bed because that's your partner. Mm. Uh, I have to see this person, you know, in my house because that's your child. Yeah. You know, once you release that and you go back and you try to, you know, work around it, then you're going to be better. And there's no guarantee that they're not going to do something else to, you know, Upset hurt him. your feelings again. There's absolutely no guarantee. There's no guarantee that you're not going to do something that hurts them again. But if you keep living in that moment of hurt and that moment of pain, then you're never going to grow. Yeah, it's true. Things are never, ever going to get it's better. It's going to get and, worse. And that's the kind of politics that we focus on here. We focus on the emotional, manipulative part of politics. But she the thing bad, is, I always, she bad because he I had to do this, she I've, had to do this. Mm-mm. I've always felt that that was intentional. I, I don't know, I don't know. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying that like I have like I've spoken to them and they've said like hey this is what we're really trying to do. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it just seems extremely intentional because whenever and and you could you could look at politics when it, when it comes to politics politics is just two is like two sides. You have a coin and you could either choose to see the the heads or the tails in this situation. That's just generally it. Anything that any party does, whether they're in power or out of power, if there's a divisiveness and there's no dialogue going on between their supporters, what's going to happen is no matter what the wrong is, right, it's going to be supported. Yeah. Because I, if I am a supporter and I am hard going for the right, right, and the right does something wrong, then now I have to go into defense instead of chastisement like if you do something wrong this is morally unjust like <laughs> like it's supposed to be simple like no you can't just no you can't just fire all of them you know what i mean like that's not right oh no you can't just do this you, you know you can't just if the if the, there's a dialogue happening between both parties you're gonna have yeah. less power for the people who we call empower and i hate that term to say that they empower you're not really empower you're supposed to be in service you're supposed to be in service yeah. to what's going on in the community and betterment for the community. I don't think the government, the government's responsibility is not simple in its execution, but it's simple in its understanding. A government is supposed to protect and help its people. That's what the government is there to do, to protect and to help. Like, and that's all true. It's just service. You, you build a road to make it easier for your, your people to move and for economic development for your people. 
It's not for economic mm-hmm. development. From the time it shifts to being more economic development for you, then you're done gone awry. You have to look at the community and it's to protect them. That's that's you. I mean, again, you're gonna do it through a wide range of different departments. You're gonna do it in a wide range of different focal points. But at the same, at the end of the day, that is your main goal. That is what your main goal is supposed to be. And I think, like mm-hmm. for us, we've lost what we've what what we what our ancestors and the older folks lost is that they didn't understand that putting somebody in power is really putting them in service to you. I have a serious issue and I have serious issues with certain constituencies. And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say what constituencies there are because I love all. But still, I have issues. My issue is <laughs> that in some of these constituencies, we have only three modes of understanding when it comes to voting. Three modes. You're either going hard for PAM or PLP, Unity. Are you going hard for labor? Regardless of what they do, regardless of what they do to you, regardless of what they do for you or for the country, it doesn't matter. You're going hard for either one. And those are two contingents, right? Then there's the people, then there's some constituencies that have a middle portion, right? And for this middle portion, the, what directs their vote is not growth, development, uh, trying to see the country going a better way. That's not what they care about. The middle portion cares about what are you going to do for me? For me. <laughs> and this is, this is where things get real interesting. Because the ones for PAM and the ones, the ones for unity and the ones for, for, for labor, stuck, no matter what. They, they don't have to give them anything. You understand? Yeah. And then the ones in the middle, the only thing you have to do is to, lose, to lubricate their hands during the election season. Yeah. Like, that and is it's sad and that's really sad because again sad. that middle portion you're gonna have people who are gonna hard for pam hard for labor they, they, they're gonna just die and the blood that come out it gonna always be the color of who they were voting for <laughs> right and and i'm not i'm not people must have their reasons it could be legacy it could be trauma it could be i'm not gonna vote for this person because they let me down people are people you know that i can't really talk about so much um but the people in the middle they're not like choosing so it's like you find yourself in a situation where we have a political system that is geared toward that middle portion mm-hmm. and you see I, I, you, I you know and it's 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 interesting that you said that because that's not even a demographic per se you know, <laughs> like, well, th- those, those three things that you, 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 you listed, mm. um, what are, what are small businesses voting for? We what are no women, what are women voting for? No what are men voting for? No what are the young people voting for? None. You know, we what, 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 we don't know because what, look at, look, look at what, what happens when we're going, going to vote. We're just an X. Everyone is just an X. We're just numbers. So that's why they're just bl- looking to win by numbers. So if we have to pay that middle section, we're going to pay them. Pay them yeah. And then there's another, there's another set of numbers that we're missing, which, is, which are the people who just don't take part in the process because they see what's going on. They don't want to be tribal. They're, they're peacemakers. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily want to be paid. Uh, they've lived for so long and they see that regardless of who go in, you know, nothing changing. So I'm just not going to be part of the process. You know, they're, they're, there's that group of people too. How do we tap into those people? 
But that's the thing is, you know what's funny? <laughs> you know what's funny? You know what's funny about what you just said? Or what's interesting? Politicians don't want them people to vote. Nope. Politicians, like, they love that that section of people exist. Because it allows them, it, if you think about it, if you have six people in a room, right? And one of them decides, and there's a vote to be had between two people. So you have two forms of two people that these six people need to vote for, right? If you have all six of them voting, it's possible that you have a tie, right? Yeah. Okay. So if number six is disgruntled and says, me now vote to like Allah, you're a criminal. Well, no, we, we don't. We don't to five. Yeah. We don't to five people. So there must now be a winner. You check what I mean? Yeah. Like it's easier. And, and that's a very easy, simplistic way to see it. But it's also a way to see that when you don't vote, like you're just giving up. The, you, you're not utilizing any power. You, you're literally not. You don't have a stake. You don't have a skin. You don't have anything to do with it. So when whatever happens, you really shouldn't be able to complain because you didn't exercise, <laughs> you didn't exercise any right whatsoever. Didn't exercise your franchise. <laughs> exactly. And and the thing is, I don't, I don't particularly like the duality that exists between political systems. I think, like, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, like there should be more choices. Like, mm-hmm. but again, people, people. I mean, inherently, we don't want a lot of work to do. So it's like to go yes. and to research. If we have four political parties, it's like, oh my God. It's like, but but what does this person stand for? And the fact that the manifesto to come out like three days before the election. So it's like people, it's like you're not even giving people a chance to like really evaluate what the heck they're going to do in this voting booth. Like, but even, no, even that, 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 that in itself is, it's a, is a strategy. Like, it's a strategy, I, I, but it's also disrespectful. Three days in, in, in before the election, so you could so somebody could go like, that, you're going to get the emotional response again. Wow, they're going to do all of these nice things. I need to go vote for them. But who, who criticized this? Who, who says this is going to work? Did you give the opposition a, a chance to say, oh, hey, you know, um, I don't think that you can do this, you know, exactly. the debating and all of that. That exactly. don't happen. It don't happen. <laughs> And it needs to happen. And it it needs need to, to happen. happen. And the thing about it, the thing about it, we are seeing this play out in one of the biggest media influencers that we have as a Caribbean people, America. We see yeah. the debates happening all the time during the election process. We follow it almost like it's the own election process. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. then we come home and we see our electoral system and we look at it like... Oh, we oh. can't do that. This is what we got. Oh, bye. That's what it is. It's like, that's what it is. Like, and and I don't personally agree, you know. Like, I think that is ridiculous, you know. You want to, you could have a live, you could have a live, right, that has 18 people performing for the whole entire, I say it's needed, for the world, right? And you can't uh, debate with two people. Literally, you only need three people. Like, literally, you just need three. Just one for the opposition, one for the incumbent, and somebody to medi- mediate. Like, you just, you can't, yeah. you can't get three people. They ain't even going to be in the same room now how the technology is so good. <laughs> because, oh, they cheat. They who cheat. Who cheating? Who cheating for the How are we going to cheat? If you there, you know what you're betting on. He there, to I know the topics, you know, I have been given the topics beforehand, and there's somebody just in the middle asking you a question, 
you know, and what directing. is your party going to do about this? Yeah. And and asking the same person, like, how do you cheat? How do you cheat? <laughs> I mean, even, if you just leave, even if you leave it up to the public, to, um, you know, the public opinion, maybe a public poll to find out who won the debate. Uh, if you have a group of, um, you know, persons who are involved in debating, maybe you get two or three, two persons from each side and, uh, you know, supposedly independent person in the middle you know, to, to come together and deliberate and say, okay, well, I believe, you know, this person gave a good point, that person gave a good point, blah, 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 blah. So at the end of the day, um, Labour won that debate. It's, it's you know, it's, 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 it's scary. It's, it's, it's scary so, for them. It's, it's scary for them because you know what would happen? You know what happened, Diesel? You know what would happen if they have debates? Some of those firm supporters, they're going to shift. They must. They must because they're, they're going to see shift. that we believe in people that really really and truly ain't deserve it that and they ain't don't deserve it they don't deserve it you would you would people would cringe if they had to put up to any scrutiny you know what's the easiest thing to do the easiest thing to do is to be surrounded by people who agree with you like exactly like if, yes man if you're on the if, Quiet, if, yes man even if you're on the campaign trail and five people go up to speak five people five you're on the campaign trail for, for, for labor. Five people going to speak. You think any of them people saying anything to counteract what the other is saying? Everybody talking the same nope. message. Everybody on message. Everybody know what point we got to drive home tonight. But if you go to a debate, you have no idea what this person... You don't know what the opposition going to come with. And I, I mean opposition on both sides. As in, mm-hmm. I, if I am the incumbent, I don't exactly know what my adversary will say. So mm-hmm. I have to, like, I have to be knowledgeable about all my bases. You know how much work it takes to prepare for a debate? Do you know how much work it takes, like, how much effort it takes to be able to, oh, God, you know what? Dougie might come with this, you know. Oh, you know what? Timothy might come with this, you know. Oh, you know, we got to yeah. make sure we cut this. Be- you know how much preparation it takes? Because this is vote on the line. It takes, and they don't want to give us that effort. They don't want to And you have to make effort. sure as well that you don't offend ba- the other base. Even even though you yes. know you want to you want to um you know lodge your base, you don't want to offend the other base because, because what you you're trying to do is encourage them to come over. To but come over. here it's 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 not even that. It's oh I have my people, you have your people, um, and then we're gonna pay the rest people, like just like how you said. Exactly. That's, that's and that's the, that's the easiest thing because the thing is, at the end of the day, and the funny thing about it is that it's like they're selling us we own, we, we own guavas, right? The funny thing about it is they are paying the people in the middle with our money. Well, everybody's money. It's everybody's money. And that, that is why I say Ours what is we everybody. need. Everybody <laughs> money. The left, the right, the tax, everybody. Because all of us make yeah. up this community and all of us pay what we need to pay. All of us stimulate. The, the, the economy don't get stimulated from two people. The economy gets stimulated that from is true. as much people yeah. participating in it as possible. So this economy, think it economy, is not as, as of a factor of just them making policies. It's us participating in it. If all of us yeah. decide tomorrow we ain't going to buy nothing, the economy is going to crash. No matter how much money the government pump into the economy, it's going to crash because it needs yep. participation. So that's why I say our money, everybody money is being used to yep. pay for these campaigns. And that's mm-hmm. why like these things like, um, <laughs> may I want to get too deep into this, it's kind of funny. But anyway, this is why things need to be in place like lawfully to stop people from, from going into our funds and going into taxpayers' funds to fund campaigns. 
I don't know. They, they, if you ask a politician directly to their face, they're going to tell you, no, we do not use... Com we do not use... Um, they, we don't money. use government money to fund our campaigns. But the unfortunate <laughs> thing, the unfortunate... They'll, they'll say it. They're going to say it. They have to say it. Because it don't sound good. <laughs> you check? But at the end of the day, like everybody has an understanding. Like, yeah, that's what we're doing. I mean, honestly, um, to be if if you're gonna be real honest, looking at the the quality <laughs> of the campaigns by um, all four sides that we're seeing now in terms of their setup and their their lives and stuff, you could tell who got the money. <laughs> yeah, you could kind of, you could kind Like you seen, you could see one one side got a flashy screen, the next side um, coming out of a hallway, and you could see more than on the wall, and you're like, oh, that's 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 kind of cringy. That's you know, cringy. so you could tell like. <laughs> you could tell, okay, you know what? We know who got the money. Like we know we know what's happening. You know what's it's up? Okay. You ain't the same. And even, even you made a good you know that's a good point. Like that's a very good point. You know, you know, politicians here don't uh, maybe it's a Caribbean thing. I'd wanna say it's a Caribbean thing. Because I've seen some other campaigns and it's it's just it seems very similar, right? It's very similar rhetoric, very similar execution. You need somebody who is going to craft your campaign and your image. You need an image consultant. You need image consultants you cannot be seen doing and you see it happening a few times well during this 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 season that we're embarking on <laughs> lots of pictures coming out and it's like but who authorized this picture here to be shared this year picture can't be shared <laughs> well, yeah, you share this is this this look bad like and not Listen. just look not just look bad <laughs> as in aesthetically they look bad i'm that is a that is something too but i'm talking about what this picture is saying is not mm -hmm. conducive to the messaging that you have. Like, you are doing an awful job of synchronizing your message with your image. You're doing a yeah. bad job. And they don't, yeah. like, they, they, they don't care. <laughs> it's, not even just me it's, it's not even just images. It's, it's speaking to, because you might have one candidate saying one thing and then another candidate saying something else. Like, you know, everybody isn't on the same unified message you got and, and point and it's i i don't i well and it's interesting because i had the same conversation with my best friend he's into journalism and you know you're into media and all those kind of stuff so you guys would have the kind of expertise to know these things and i i don't know who they're hiring on on either side but you know maybe they're experts there too but then maybe they're just they're being paid to do a job because if you say no then you lose money we are, are the people that are, you know, just going to be open and going to be honest and say, we need to change this thing. We need to fix this thing and we need to be better. There, there, there are too many people that have just been so accustomed to the yes man mentality that even though we are fed up and we are so tired of the cycle and the cycle needs to change, we are just still existing in it and, and living in it. it. And it's like, some of us love it. I, I personally, I politics have made me tired. Like even for this podcast, like we just, it just makes me tired. Like certain people I want to talk to, and I'm like, okay, I gotta be very careful because, again, I have a business. I have a yeah. small business, you know. Like, and I say small business just because of the amount of people who work with me and for me. But yeah, small business and like a, a, a black. Are, are, are being blacklisted in saying it could be a very, really, like, real thing. 
it could be very mm-hmm. real. So like, and I mean today even, and I'll share this. I'll share this because I think it's pertinent. Um, I was requesting to talk to a few people um, because of their expertise and what they know about certain parts of our culture, and also certain certain goings ons. You know, what I mean, like they they have jobs and their jobs entail certain knowledge points and whatnot. And I want to just have yeah. a conversation with them and see what they think and how they feel and so on. Well, I tell you this: after talking, I spoke to five people today, and I hit a maybe. Like out of five, I got four by Stephen. I can't do this, and one maybe. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when you talk about mm-hmm. free speech, you know, free speech. Like people are afraid to lose their jobs. People don't want to say certain. They don't want to talk. They, it's not even that they don't want to touch certain things. They just don't want to talk right now, right now, because mm-hmm. of what this situation is. They just don't want to lose their jobs. I mean, they, I guess they could use the disclaimer that everybody is using. This is not a political post. <laughs> it's not. And the thing is, the, the, what I wanted to talk to them about had nothing, had nothing in, it doesn't have anything to do with politics directly. It just, it yeah. just has to do with their job. But because of the season that we're in, like they don't mm-hmm. want to say anything that would damage their, you know, I don't want to say overlords because that's so really aggressive. But they don't want to. They don't want to say anything that would upset the supervisors at this specific point in time. You see what I mean? And, and I, I, I totally understand that, and I can totally respect it because I totally even, understand it. Even even in ex- accepting this invitation onto the program, um, I was like, you know what? There are certain things that I won't touch because even though I might be able to communicate with you on a level where we can be respectful about opinions and disagreements and all that kind of stuff, we are surrounded by a sea of people that don't communicate on that level. No, so you still, have to be, you still have to be somewhat sensitive of it and cautious. You know? Exactly. So I can, I can understand their apprehension towards it. Well, I, I might, you know, laud it. I, I, I can totally understand it and that's what I'm for saying. me i totally understand it to this like i'm totally i understand and it's no pressure whatsoever right mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, it just mm-hmm. it just goes it's, i think it just goes one step to show that like in a place that we are free like freedom uh, freedom of speech <laughs> uh, we don't some of us don't feel like we have that and it, it it's freedom, a legitimate freedom of speech ours uh, is, is that something that we, we borrow from the united states of america <laughs> uh, we might we might borrow it uh, I, I i do think i do think i do think though that they can't lock you we don't have freedom of speech because i think like if you curse a bad word or something under some kind yeah. of situation you could be you could be charged yeah, I don't know if yeah, we still yeah. some of these things that they're archaic and they, they, do, they don't get enforced, but they're still on the books, you know. What I mean, just in case you need to like terrorize just somebody. Just in case they want to terrorize somebody, yeah. yeah. And you know, you know, you know what I find so disrespectful about those archaic things is because we want to be competitive in the new world. We want to be competitive in 2020, but we still have laws that are so 19, not even 19, 18, 1800, yeah. And we have we have supposedly competent lawyers that are part of not just the income, um, the incumbent, but also the opposition, mm-hmm. and they're still there. Yeah. And every five years, we hear people say, "We need electoral reform." reform yeah. And I'm, I'm watching you like, so okay. Um, Why didn't you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they're not going to yeah. do it because. They, 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 
performance we, art of politics and it, we're it just is, stuck with sayers and not doers and, and not I'm doers. so unequivocally tired of it it is funny because I find it to be hilarious <laughs> it is sad it is so sad that it makes me laugh it sad. because it's weird <laughs> like you know you know why like I always I say like you could say whatever you want on the campaign trail from the time you're getting there some of them things ain't gonna happen because from the time you get in and you realize, okay, this is how we could have some semblance of control over the situation mm-hmm. that we're in. If we change this law, it's going to make it more difficult for us to have that semblance of control. The system, how it works right now, if you're in power, it gives you a significant advantage. Like, yes. significant. It's almost, somebody said, I, I don't want to quote this wrong. I'm not going to quote it. I'm just going to paraphrase. Something to the guys of, if you empower and you lose, that means you're gateway. Right? <laughs> like That's cool. I like that. I, I, I don't like the concept of it, but yes, I do like how it's said. It's very succinct. Right? But, but again, it's just like, they know how this specific set of rules could help them to, con- to, to maintain some level of power. Which is why we're still voting on the 1989 boundaries. Because they won on it. The, ex- we, ex- we had a whole commission. We had a whole um um Refer- what you call it again? a referendum. It was it. No, it was no, not the, com- the commission. The, the what you call it? We had a whole commission and a whole new set of boundaries that were you know in in the courts in the court system mm. that has the injunction on it right now. And everybody everybody agrees that the current boundaries that we are actually going to be voting on on June fifth are unconstitutional. But we spent the last five years not removing the injunction. And not because we didn't want to remove the injunction because the new boundaries are necessarily bad. It's how they were brought to the, the, the public. It was just like a shock value, you know, like right down to the corner election. So yes, that, you know, we yes. can use the new boundaries to so our advantage. Okay, fine. Mm. Then we got elected. We gone in. We had five years. Why we lift the injunction? Why we maybe carry a new, new set of boundaries to the court? To the parliament so that because it's not we could fix what everybody had already agreed strategic. was unconstitutional and then we are going to have not the strategic. electorate celebrating the government and saying they're doing a good job it's not strategic. i mean i i know it'll probably sound insulting to people but i feel like it's insulting for me for you to tell me that you're going to go into government and you're going to be transparent and you're going to fix things and you do something here, you do something there, but you ignore a lot of the core things that are wrong, put a lot of bandages on things, and then tell me you did a great job. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm very sorry. Strategic. While I thank you for the things that you have done Not. and the things that you have done well, if you, you gave me that emotional strategic. drive that you're going to be a better person and you're hurting me heart. <laughs> Not strategic. <laughs> to, to, the, the, that's the thing. It's like, it's funny. Because again, you you what you're saying is completely correct. You 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 do certain things. You do a lot of. Th- you might have done a lot of things, but the things that you were up in arms about, and the things that you were complaining about, you ain't fix them things. Because again, to fix them would destroy this strategy. It's for the strategic benefit toward the incumbent. If I could call elections now and say you got two weeks, like who does that benefit? That benefits me. Yeah. I would have had I would have had prayer knowledge to when I gonna call this election, and I gonna say, well, for the next two months, guys, we gotta really 
put we goose we gotta put we eggs in the basket make sure we got everything sealed and ready so when i call this and get them two weeks we done had two months but they only had two weeks really yeah you see what i mean yeah. no the thing is we i think we mentioned a few things that i want to just recall them like the manifesto i actually read the manifestos like i am one who i i read i i want to know what the what you what you really gonna do what's your vision I think the manifestos them honestly supposed when you call election, I think you're supposed to done got this manifesto done sort out. Like I feel like a manifesto is supposed to be something that you kind of have running. You know what I mean? Like you know elections is coming up, you already have the ideas running. Like you don't know. We're already supposed to done start putting this together. This year is an election year. You're supposed to already have your manifesto. Long time. Really. The only thing you're supposed to be doing when elections is called is making small little changes and adjustments. Yep. But that's not what they do. And the thing is, the way, like, it's like a strategic balance. Who's going to bring out the manifesto? Who's bringing out the manifesto first? And then they wait down to the wire. Sometimes a week before, a week, 10 days. Maybe we might get 10 days. Maybe we might get four days. And it's like, why are you giving me four days? So, like, you're giving me four days to make up my mind about something that's going to affect me for the next five years? Yep. <laughs> And it's like that's the trick. And it's all it's all this weird thing about like we don't like that this the reason we do it like this is because we don't want the opposition to steal some of our items. I don't care if the if the opposition <laughs> steals some of your stuff. I don't care. They, they could have for all for all intents and purposes, as long as I know that this is what you are doing. Like it, it, if your manifesto came out two weeks and then you see some things repeated in the, 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 the manifesto for the opposition or whatever, I don't care. The fact is this, this is what you tell me you're going to do. It shouldn't matter what they're doing. It should matter what you are going to do. You check what I'm saying? Yeah, but, uh, well, yeah, but there's, there's, a, there's a point that you kind of alluded to, but you didn't say. But, uh, there is absolutely no difference between either party's manifesto. You know why? <laughs> Because, because each it. party does not, they do not have a fundamental difference in how they approach things. We need, everybody know we need tourism to grow. You're going to say, okay, in your manifesto, we're going to grow tourism by getting more foreign investment. The other person is going to say the exact same thing. They're not going to say, okay, well, this part of the tourist sector needs a boost. And even though um, the other side is, boosting the other part of the tourist sector, we believe that if we boost this part, we're going to get this. So there's, there's, no, there's no diversion. All we do every five years is elect somebody to do the exact same job. That's all it is. And this is why... That's all it is. And this is where a debate is necessary. Because the debate, if I was debating you, I would ask you, how, how exactly are you going to accomplish this? You're saying you could do it how? Like, how? How are you going to get this done? The people want to know what part of the sector, how are you going to get more foreign investment? Because unless, you see, a debate works so much better for the, the, the people voting because then it gives, us, it gives us the ability to put the foot to the flames. Like, I want to know which, which of you is more qualified to do this job. Like, which of you is more qualified to actually get this job? Now, which of you does talk best? I think you, you had a post the other day that I really, like, I really picked up on it and I really liked it. It was talking about people who talk well versus people who could actually do the job well. You know what I mean? Mm. And I think that's powerful. Like, we just already get caught up in a good orator. We 
always get caught up with a good orator. Like we always get caught up with somebody who speaks well. And again, that's that's okay. But I, I need to see what you could actually do. What makes you qualified to do this job? Because I mean, you could get somebody off the street who speaks well and go like basically go in there and take all the money and run off. You, you, you check what I'm saying. Like a good orator is not this. Is you could you have to be a good orator, but that's not all you have to be. You have to be a good yes. representative. A good representative. Are we judging people based on like today? I was talking to somebody and I said like. I, I keep hearing of who people are voting for, but I'm not getting what people are voting for. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you voting for? Are you voting for integrity in public life if that's what you really want? Are you voting for um, better uh, policy in terms of small businesses and being able to acquire funds and, and, and having access to resources? Are you voting for that? Are you voting for, even if you're voting for a house, it, it, that's, what, that's what you're voting for? So, mm-hmm. so after you don't get the mm-hmm. house and you don't have a job or you're still working for minimum wage, like how are you going to pay for it? Like, because a house could be a detriment. It, it doesn't. It can. It, people don't really seem to notice that sometimes you invest in things that are not going to give you the returns that you expect. If you mm-hmm. can't afford it or you can't maintain it, it might be worse. It might be better for you to leave it alone. But that anyway. is so true. But anyway. I guess what I was saying in, in wrapping up, because I think we're coming to the end of the program, so I'll give you a chance to kind of wrap it up. But a few things. Um, one, I think the best campaign is to have good terms. Like, yes. straight up, just do what you say you're going to do and su- succeed in a way that makes us like, hey, look, Miami really do a lot. That's a very good campaign um, base to run from. The second thing is, I think representatives need to stand up against wrongdoing. If you realize some, like if you realize your your base is doing something, either A being hostile, being aggressive, or they, they they did something that was not in the public interest, then you need to you need to you need to stand up and say something. You need to say something. Like, guys, we we better than this. We could do just say something. Motivate them to do the right thing, even if it's the right thing, just morally. Mm-hmm. And lastly, but not least, not 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 least. With political culture, we need to have like you need to have more like more standards in terms of accountability, like more accountability. And the only way that's going to happen is like for us is through dialogue. For us, really, if you don't bring facts and figures, some people gonna read it and some people not gonna read it. But if you have dialogue between across the floor, dialogue, like we gonna be able to tell. I really think a debate is very necessary going forward. I know it's not gonna happen this time around. Because God mm-hmm. forbid, but eventually, I just say, eventually, we're gonna be the ones in charge. <laughs> eventually, mm-hmm. everybody is going to is going to die. Everybody is going to go at some point, and we're gonna be the ones in charge. And I think we need to start looking at, hey, look, how we gonna revitalize this process? Because it's ain't really working out for all of us. The, the, and that, that is so true. Picking up off of the last point, our, our turn is. Is going to come. The only thing we have to do is make sure that we keep the dialogue open so that um, the generation that is moving forward um, doesn't get swallowed up, swallowed up with the tribalism from the past and you know the past bad behaviors. Because 
even though this is 2020, we still have racists because there are racists out there yeah. that have passed down their racism to generations. So it's the same way. We can't just expect because we know something is going to, can get better. It will get better. We still have to do our path in, in making it better. And yeah. yeah, better accountability. Terms, like you said, your term is your ultimate campaign. What did you do? And not, what did you put a plaster on? What did you actually do? What did you do that the other person said they were going to do and couldn't do? Uh, what, what was your above and beyond moment so yeah. that we can really celebrate it? You know, like roads and houses, those are basic things. Those are things that you're expected to do. Well, I'm not sure about the house part, but even roads. You know, people celebrate, oh, my God, we got a road. No, that's why we pay taxes for that. Infrastructure is something that we should get regardless. It's like breathing. You don't celebrate breathing. You don't wake up in the morning and say, yeah, yeah, take a breath. And we get end the term. know that you're supposed to breathe. We get, we get roads in the term. End the term road. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, don't stop me. And <laughs> like, we have to move past the performance act of politics. Like, just coming and saying something nice to me and then next thing you know, you ain't doing nothing nice. Like, we, we have to move away from that because we deserve so much better. I, I worked hard during my life, you know, building my confidence. And maybe that is one of the reasons why I don't accept, you know, just basic because I don't expect to be basic. I don't want to be basic. So I see being basic being pushed in my face as, you know, some Lord God success. I'm like, no, stop it. <laughs> that, that's not going to work. So I, I think we need to work on that, work on ourselves as people. Um, a lot of my posts, like the one that you, you picked up on about the, you know, politicians just coming and speaking to us that wasn't even really even about the politicians my my cry was to the people yeah because at the end of the day the politicians don't have the power you know we have the power we are the ones that voting. that's voting so we are the ones that needs to make the cultural change and the cultural shift and demand more because if we demand more and we show them our numbers then they're going to have to do more if they really do want to get in because at the end of the day, they're serving the people. And I just want to leave that point mm -hmm. that, you know, politicians out there, aspiring politicians out there, you're supposed to be serving us. You're supposed to be serving everybody. And you're supposed to be providing equitable opportunity for everyone. Yeah. And equitable means that everybody doesn't get the same thing. The rich man or the, the, the big business owner, he's not supposed to get the same kind of tax break that the, you know, the small business owner gets because he's at a level where he can afford it a bit more. The small business owner might need something else. They might need, you know, a reduction on the import that, you know, the import tax, yeah. you know, things like that. The, the, the poor person, they need um, better access to education or educational programs, um, yep. vocational programs, programs that help them to, you know, come up, come out of that level and, you know, get their own small business business and stuff. You know, we're supposed to be creating a strong middle class. That's what I think we need to be doing. Mm -hmm. Creating a strong middle class and elevating a lot of people that are still left, you know, in poverty since the, the closure of this sugar industry. True. Because a lot, a lot, a lot of people are still broke, busted, and disgusted. And we also need some family planning. But that's another story. Broke, but yeah, busted, um, and disgusted. <laughs> Dude, <that's laughs> so all I... <laughs> I think that's the name of this that's the name of this episode. <laughs> that can't be the name of this episode. Broke, busted, and disgusted. My God. And disgusted. Yeah, but yeah, I mean to your listening audience, it was it was um a pleasure engaging with you here. I hope they take something from what I said. Nothing that I've said tonight is law. 
you just take it as a grain of salt, you let it simmer in your frying pan of thought, and then, you know, you create your own dish and your own variation of truth. But I hope that it brings some sort of progression and some sort of value to your life. And that's it for me. Well, 100%, Mr. Dissil. Mr. Dissil, Nikaya and Hamilton. Man, thank you so much for being on the show, bro. Like, I, 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 I message you today for today, which is not something I normally do. But again, you, you had me in discussion with my girlfriend last night about this. And I mean, we, we, we raise a lot of points. And normally, normally it's not like that short, short notice. But I really appreciate you coming through. Um, I think this was a really good, fruitful discussion. And I know for sure, like, I know for sure the, the, the people listening to this podcast, um, the listeners, they usually appreciate these kind of things. Like, again, it takes a little bit of bravery to come out and talk politics. But um, even for me, I think, like talking politics is not necessarily arguing politics. It's just let's share some ideas and see see where we are. And if we could grow by it, yeah. grow by it. You just just get better. Is either you is either you gonna change my mind or you gonna make me stronger in the result. <laughs> but, but either way, either way, just just understanding and 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 being able to hear a different perspective. And, and that's what I'm gonna try to do, especially in this coming week, is to try to see if I could seek out somebody who could offer. Both, both sides of the story as much as possible um, and just not to be biased just I want to hear what you have to say so uh, Mr. Hamilton Dessel Nick yeah <laughs> thanks a lot bro man I really really appreciate it guys you've been listening to Objectively Incorrect I'm your boy Stephen Smith and I'll catch you on the next one as usual peace no gang sense <laughs>